Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Psychic Wives podcast. I'm Kathy Rumsey. I'm Ginger Hendry. And I'm Jerry Carabin. So this week we are, um, we are going to just do a little hard to believe it's more than midway through the year. So a little mid-year recap on um, what's been going on for the three of us as we uh, progress through life with um, with our work in this spiritual realm. So we just thought we'd do a quick check-in with each of us this week to see where we are, what's changed, what's stayed the same, where we're heading. Um, Jerry, do you want to start? Yeah, hard to believe that we're doing, um, what is the, you know, we're like in the 30s episode. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what it's I mean? Crazy. Oh, it's been so much fun. <laughs> it has been fun. And can you believe how um, it feels to me like it's been a, like, snowball effect yeah. in a really good way? Like, yeah, we were like, yeah. hey, like, let's do this and then let's talk and then whatever. But now we're having these amazing guests and amazing topics and, um, not a couple of weeks ago that, you know, we're really, we're kind of stepping in different directions, which I think is really cool because we we're being led in those different directions. Like the one that we did with Tony Silbert, um, uh, conversations, I'm sorry, I keep forgetting. Healing conversations. Healing conversations now. Um, so it was like, and it was really funny because Tony was like, I'm your first non woo woo guest, but we're like, eh, you're a little woo woo. Um, yeah. at least the woo. Yeah. Which is, yeah, <laughs> right. woo. Yeah. He's a lead coach. But I think it's um, super great. And I love that we're going to do this little check-in just to see where we all are because we all do continue to grow. And I think that's one thing that the three of us really, really, really have in common is that we continue to um, add to our toolbox, uh, you know, add to being a service to our clients. How can we better help them? How can we, um, you know, hone our skills more to be of service? Um, that kind of thing. And, and we also are just, I don't see that any of us could just be like, oh, okay, I'm done. You know <laughs> right. I mean, it's just, yeah, <laughs> I, don't yeah. I don't think it's in our DNA, um, you know? No, absolutely. So um, I've moved into this, this thing that, that I find is super, super cool. We've talked about this before. We read for um, lost animals a lot. And we've talked about before how incredibly difficult it is to read for lost animals because it's, um, there's a lot of grief there. There's a lot of panic there. There's a lot of, um, you know, heightened, heightened energy there. And, um, you know, it's just super hard because sometimes the animal doesn't know where they are or can't tell you where they are or whatever. So we all do readings for lost animals, but we all, I don't want to use the word hate, but we all kind of like, Ugh, you yeah. know, when we do this. So, um, in my mediumship, group, tribe, whatever you want to call it. Um, someone turned me on um, to this woman, her name's Pam Coronado, and she teaches, she works with a lot of uh, law enforcement and military and stuff like that all across the country. And she teaches um, um, uh, remote viewing, controlled remote viewing and psychic detective work. So she's out there helping people find missing persons, find certain locations and stuff like this. And I thought, oh my gosh, um, that might be really cool and really helpful for reading for lost animals. So I reached out to her and she was like, yeah, dude, I, I had taken the controlled remote viewing one and it's just really, really amazingly cool. And then I um, reached out to her and said, you know, Hey, this is what I want this for. I want to see if I can enhance my ability to read for lost animals. And she's like, absolutely. And I think you should take the psychic detective. So I'm now in the second, um, 
class of doing that psychic detective work. And it has absolutely changed the way that I read for lost animals. Because what we've done before, for the most part, is we're on the phone live with the client trying to connect with the animal to tell, you know, where it is. You know, so we're, we're connecting with the animal and saying, show me where you are. So we're trying to see through the animal's eyes or whatever. Well, what, what this class is teaching me is a better way to go about it is to, you're not connecting with the animal. You're connecting with your, you know, higher source God, spirit, universe, whatever it is we call that, and we should have a conversation about that someday. What the heck do we call that? Do you know what I mean? But when we connect with whatever it is we connect with, I call it spirit. Spirit guides. Spirit guides whatever. My higher self is included in that. So I connect with them and I say, hey, bring me to the spot that this animal is in. And then it's very almost structured. Like I'm like, okay, what's under my feet? Is it sand? Is it mud? Is it rocks? Is it cement? What's in front of me at 12 o'clock? What's next to me at three o'clock? What's behind me? What's to my left? And then I can show me what, what I'm looking down on. So in other words, it's such a difference because I'm not connecting with the animal. I'm connecting with my guides to show me where that animal is. And then I can like sketch out, I see this over here and this over here and this over here and this over here. So it kind of like paints a picture for the person to you know investigate that so it's very um, location based as opposed to animal based so what I've been doing now is I no longer am doing my lost animal readings um, via like on the phone live with a client when somebody books a lost animal reading I'm like okay send me a picture of your animal because I found that when I can when I look at the pictures I can get information by viewing the picture so I'll view the picture get a little information there, do that location thing. And then I do connect with the animal then to get the, um, what's the animal feeling? Like, is the animal like, yeah, I'm, I'm all good. I'm coming home. I'm making my way home. I'm just like on walkabout for a couple of days or something like that. You know what I mean? Or I have no intention of coming home and this is part of the lesson or something. So anyway, it's just, um, I really kind of stepped into it. Um, like, oh, okay. That, that might, help a little bit and was just super super happy because i'm like oh my gosh it has helped already so much and just made me change the way i do the lost animal readings and helped me feel better about them there's also this piece and i know the two of us the three of us have talked about this um you really 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 have to manage your energy when you're doing a lost animal reading because you're getting caught up in the fact like oh my god i want to catch i want to get this cat for them again i feel their pain i feel their grief and stuff like that so it's much easier not doing it live because you don't have to worry about like okay i have to really control myself and really get clear and really find that place of um detachment so so i originally started doing it for lost animals and now i'm just keeping going because it's fascinating and it's helping me learn so much about different ways to kind of tap into that psychicness and it's bringing in my different clairs too um, because when i stop and i have to put myself in that place like okay again like i said looking down what what does it feel like under my feet what am i smelling in the air what am i feeling on my skin as i'm standing in this place like is it hot is it cold is the sun beating down is it raining is it like all those things so it's just um it's been 
it's it's been super cool. You know, when we all step into one of those things and we're like, oh my God, this is so cool. That's kind of where I am with this right now. <laughs> so you that's can tell I'm like totally cool. passionate and like really super excited about it. So that's what has been coming up for me um, and kind of what I have still doing all the other stuff. This is just, just like I said, additional um, to help out with, with the lost animal readings. And it's been, it's been really successful. So I'm super psyched about it. And, and it's funny. It's funny. I'm just going to jump in because I have a lost animal reading coming up a little later this afternoon and we've, they are hard to do. They're hard because we want to, we want to provide answers and blah, blah, blah. So I'm just going to jump in with a little caveat to anyone listening who has never needed a lost animal reading from anyone. I hope you never do. And I would highly suggest to everyone who's listening, get a GPS tracker for your animals, yeah. for your cats, yep, for sure. your dogs. I say it to people all the time. I have three dogs. All three of them have GPS tracking collars on and they're not terribly expensive and they are definitely not expensive if you ever need them. And <laughs> Your yeah. animals lost somewhere, but um, yeah. there are there are ways to prevent animals from getting. I mean, I know stuff happens, but um, and these GPS trackers are awesome because you know most of us have smartphones. Sorry, dog moving. Most of us have smartphones, and they will ping on your smartphone. I would remember that my husband would always text me, "Tell me you're walking the dog." Right. <laughs> you know, because he's in, you know, a, an hour away and his phone's going off. I'm like, yes. Um, and they will literally say, Gigi is now at the corner of 50th and right. Holly, you know. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. So it's such a, it's a brilliant thing to, to add, Kathy, because yeah. yeah it's, it's, I um, think it is too, yeah. because a, a lot, of, I don't know about you, but a lot of the lost animal readings that I've done are not a, an animal that escaped from the house. I have had some of those. It's more, and it's cat, more cats that, I, <laughs> that I've read that this is an indoor outdoor cat and he always comes home, but he didn't this time. Until he, yeah. until he doesn't. Yeah. Right. They come home all the time until that one time they don't. So I think the GPS tracker is something that uh, yeah, everybody right. should be investing yeah. in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's it with me. Um, I mean, there's a ton more, but that's the thing <laughs> I'm like giddy about right now. Um, yeah. So who else? Well, I'll go. I mean, for me, um, the beginning of the year, uh, when we started this, I obviously animal communication has been, um, you know, our united <laughs> um, uh, service and what and whatnot. And I'm still doing a lot of animal communication, which I obviously love. I was doing Akashic record um, work, which I did a tremendous amount through the spring, and then it uh, not so much right now. But I've been more pulled towards mediumship. Um, I think we've talked a little bit about it in, in um, other podcasts, but I have had um, people start to show up in my animal communication readings and um, not really knowing like sort of how to be a medium. Um, I've treated it more on, you know, this is how I open up and this is how I read animals. And I've had some success um, that way. I'm very drawn to that. Um, I'm a little nervous about somebody teaching me how to do it. I, so my thought is to just do um, the way that I know how to do it until I'm more comfortable. Yeah. Um, so that's really the, the route that I've been um, leaning. But here's the thing, and this is what I think you were referring to, Jerry, at the beginning. I'm so interested in everything. 
Um, <laughs> I, I really am. And I know all of us are that it's really hard to not see a class or move in a direction because I get a spark. Whether yeah. or not I do that as a service, I, I don't know, but I just, I'm drawn to it. And so yeah. I'm, I'm intuitively moving that way. Um, I am so interested in the psychic detective work. Mm. Um, I, I actually just got on Pam's list and I probably will take the remote viewing class yeah. with her in September. Um, but my thought is more around, and not having done it, so I don't know, but uh, the psychic detective work um, yeah. in, in sort of leaning uh, that way. Don't know that I have the heart or the stomach for it because I haven't done it yet, um, but an interest in yeah. it. So. It, it, it is, you do definitely have to have the stomach for it if you're moving into, you know, past the animal right. thing. But I love what you just said there um, because you, we say, oh, ping and ping and ping like towards these classes or whatever. But when we take them, it adds to our skill set. It does. There's always some pieces in there for it. It does. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, ultimately we always talk about wanting to be of service and that's really what all of us, um, you know, that's the, the push for all of us. And so um, I love, love, love when I'm able to um, help somebody move forward in some way, whether it's to get information, to get closure, to heal. Um, there is no greater feeling than to be open um, and serve somebody for that to happen. So whatever way I feel like I can enhance um, my abilities in any way, uh, develop my abilities more yeah. deeply, that's really where I'm drawn to. So, um, Yeah, and it's just so important that we do that. Like I said, I don't see the three of us ever just like, yeah, okay, I'm done. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go watch TV now. Right. <laughs> Not to say we don't watch TV every now and then, but um, yeah. <laughs> you know, Kathy, you're really moving in the direction of something right now. I am. So I, um, I think right around the same time that we started this podcast in January, I bought what I have started referring to as my first horse, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is very different uh -oh. than saying I bought a horse. a horse. Right. Yeah. It's funny. I, I used that phrase a couple weeks ago and I caught myself and I was like, why did I just say it like that? That's such a weird thing to say. But, um, and I knew, you know, this, the intuitive work that I do, whether it's with animals or just with humans coaching, and then the mediumship stuff that I've dabbled in that I, I am, I am, have skills at, but I don't necessarily love doing it. Um, and then um, I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah, those are basically the, the three main things that I was doing, but the whole, like the, even the animal communication stuff, for me, it was all around helping the humans evolve to be the best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and from my, own personal experiences doing um, equine facilitated learning workshops with with horses down in Costa Rica a couple of times. Just the the impact of working with a coach and a horse was so remarkable for me in my own progress 
um, that it's really where I find myself just being constantly drawn to. So I'm finishing up a course now to become an equine facilitated coach and we'll be, um, you know, holding workshops and then doing private coaching sessions for people locally. Um, and that requires a lot of the animal communication stuff with the horses. And then also the intuition part for me personally, it's kind of taking the intuitive coaching and adding the horses to it. Um, so, can, so it's, can you talk a little bit about what, cause I'm always, I, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm following this journey with you just because we're friends and we talk about it and everything, but can you like, what would a session look like? Is it like one session where they come to the barn or is it, groups or how, like how does it work and who's the person that comes for an equine facilitated session yeah so so for me doing the coaching it's for people who are um just again they're seekers they're looking to become the best version of themselves this mm -hmm. is it's not therapy right. although sometimes stuff comes up from your past but it's really about here's where i am today here's where i want to be how do i get there and um, I will be eventually offering workshops, but of course now with COVID going on, it's a little difficult. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions, um, either one time or a series of them, either one is great depending on how much you want to get into it, but it's really about being around, uh, and there's this organization called the HeartMath Institute that has done a ton of research on the, you know, under the, the premise that we're all energy mm. and we all, our energies work with other energies. Um, horses have a huge electromagnetic field. Um, their energies are, are amazing and they're incredibly intuitive beings. Um, and I, I learned firsthand what a horse can do and I don't know how they do it exactly, but boy, can they help you bring your stuff up really fast. Um, and so people they know, they know what you need and it's, it's interesting. Um, I'll, I'll get more into it as I look into the heart mass stuff. But when Ginger, Ginger and I were actually in Costa Rica together, and the first ginger i don't know if you if you were one of them that had the heart rate monitor on you i didn't you didn't okay so i did so our first week-long um workshop that we attended in costa rica ginger and i um on our first day when the horses chose us the horses were brought in one at a time and all the horses had heart rate monitors on. And then a few of us participants had heart rate monitors on. I was one of them because HeartMath was doing a study on when the horse, like what's going on with the heart rates of each of the person and the horse while they're sitting waiting to be brought together. But then when they're brought together, what happens to their heart rates? Um, and I, I believe that that study is, has been finalized and they have kind of figured out how it is that the horses 
in quotes, chooses their person to work with because that's how it worked for us. Our first, our first day with the horses was we sat in a circle in a, in an arena. We sat in a circle facing outward in chairs and we were blindfolded and we just sat there still and they brought the horses in one at a time and the horses chose their human energetically somehow as this is who they wanted to work with all week. And it was kind of one of those for better or worse, <laughs> you're, you know, depending on what you need to work on. And it, it is amazing that it seems that we all got the horse we were meant to get, but heart math has done the, like the background work, you know, the scientific work on why it was that we were able to be matched up. So it's, there's so much behind it versus just being with yeah, these well, big, beautiful I, I remember that, that ceremony, um, that first week that we, I mean, the first day that we were there. And I didn't have a lot of horse experience, um, not since I was a Nor kid. Nor did I, yeah. So we were moved off by the instructor, still blindfolded, off to the side of the arena because I was chosen kind of early. So I was moved off. And I was so anxious because I had this huge horse in front of me that I could feel, but I couldn't see, but I knew he was huge. Um, and after standing for quite a while, I got tired. There was a, a chair there. I sat down and he leaned over and he started to breathe with me. Mm. And so as I breathed out, he breathed in and I, and I didn't notice it at the very beginning, but then I thought, Oh my God, we're doing this, mm. you know, exchange of energy. Yeah. And after a minute or two, my anxiety level went way down. I bonded almost immediately. I felt like he's going to, this is, sounds so crazy, but if you've not done it before, he's going to take care of me. <laughs> That's yeah. how I felt. Yeah. He's got my back. And he did the whole, the whole week. Um, it was an unbelievable experience. Unbelievable. And Kathy, I think people, um, just to, to clarify, it's not like you don't have to, I like what you both just said, you don't have to have horse experience no. to do this type of work. In fact, you're not even on the horse, correct? You're not right. riding. You horse. don't ride, yeah. right. But you do a lot of hands-on stuff with the horse, but you don't ride the horse. Right. Um, and although we did in Costa Rica, but that was a little bit of a different program. Um, but it, it's magical. It really is. And, um, you know, and for me, you know, it's a, it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit self-serving, I guess, that I've chosen this path because I just feel better when I'm around my horse. Yeah. I can be, I can be having a bad day and I can just go, I know where I need to go. And I go down and I see him and it's, you know, I don't ride him every day. Well, I'm trying to ride him every day, but I don't, I know if I'm not in a good place, I'm not going to get on his back because that won't serve either of us well. But I'll just go and be around him or be around one of the other horses. And it is really, it's a really magical thing. Um, but there is no, yeah, you don't need to have any kind of experience with horses to, to be able to do this, this work with them. So well, and I think really you can cool. feel that the energetic field that you were talking about is so strong um stronger than any other animal i've ever come across and mm -hmm. i i know you remember this but in the second week that we went kathy when they brought the stallion in and we were going to work with the stallion um and i stepped into the arena and as soon as i stepped in 
I could feel my heart beating. I, I mean, not like I was having a panic attack or anything, but I was so aware of my heart beating. I could actually, I know how crazy this sounds, feel the blood flow through my body. I was, everything was humming hum, and it was his energy. It was yeah. his energy that I picked up. It was unbelievable. It really is cool. It's so we really, we really should do another one of these, Kathy, when you, and, and, and talk yeah. about when you, start finish. to yeah yeah when you finish with your training when you start to actually have you know workshops and, and yeah and stuff like that that would be um that'd be super cool to to, to do yeah that. i would love to so, i would love to i definitely you know how i am i love to yeah to get all the the learning under under my belt first but yeah. um yeah yeah, I'm well, definitely I'm I'm quite passionate about it. I'm quite passionate about the difference it can make in people and the 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 changes that you're able to facilitate. Yeah. Well, and you talk about that you we don't really know how it works that a horse can bring up your stuff. And I had mm -hmm. a situation in the second week where we were outside and there were a few horses that the two instructors were working with. And one of the instructors started to work with the horse and she was playing with him and she, and he was running and, you know, she was doing all these things. And as she was doing it, I got increasingly more anxious. I mean, to the point I thought, and I ended up in tears and like, what's the matter? I'm like, and this whole thing came up for me of something that, you know, I was dealing with like years and years and years ago. I don't know how that was connected. I don't know how that would have ever even happened. And it wasn't even my horse. But it I don't came know up and it helped you clear it. it yes, because I was sitting. Clear. Yes, I was sitting. You know, at, in a spot, and there was a horse in front of me, and she was working with another horse. And so one of the instructors was with the horse in front of me, and so she kept saying, "Debbie said um, to Sally, I think this horse, and I can't remember what, what who the horse was, but I think this horse wants you to work with him." And she's like, "No, no, no, I've got this other horse, and he's doing his thing." And this one in front of me is getting like kind of nudgy. And she said, no, I think he really wants to work with us. She said, okay. So she tied up her horse. She moved this horse that was in front of me over. And then he started acting up, which she thought was fun. I mean, they were playing, but it wasn't fun for me. Yeah. And, and it brought this whole like wave of emotion up. And I'm like, oh my God, a whole bunch of stuff came up. And it was just a, a horse that I wasn't bonded with. He was just in front of me, but I, he must've said, I think it's mm. time. I think it's time for you to release this. So I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna poke it ginger a little bit. Yeah, it was unbelievable, <laughs> and it came out of the blue. That's awesome. So I don't know how it works, and the more maybe you work at this, maybe you'll yeah. understand it. Yeah, better yeah. Or differently, but that's awesome. That's, that's yeah. It was really. Cool. It was really cool. Yeah. So, do we want to mention a little bit, Kathy, of what we're kind of other things that we're looking to put in front of people in the future like what, what like, <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> like um we're gonna do some crystal healing uh, oh, yes. we're gonna maybe uh talk to people that do energetic physical energetic mm -hmm. work. um modalities akashic records yeah we're gonna delve, dive deeper into akashic records ginger you had a great idea when we were talking before about and this is maybe the first one kind of we're revisiting, you know, things we've talked about in the past. So this is just us telling you like, Hey, this is what we've been learning and what we've been doing since our very first time. But, you know, Ginger did one on Akashic records. So we're going to dive a little bit more deeper um, 
into that and 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 yeah maybe dive you know revisit certain things and 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 uh um get a little bit like i said deeper into those i'm looking at our other ooh, there's one that um we've been talking about um and this might be i think this is really important and maybe you know this is just me that's going to be interested in listening to this raising empathic children we're working on getting a guest in here to to talk about that mm -hmm. because i think there's what did you say before ginger and it's and it's true that everybody we're all empathic when right. we start, mm -hmm. but then society kind of squelches it down um for us um so that makes it um harder for us to kind of bring it back or whatever but there are those children that are um like super empathic and super and and maybe some people we think it'll be a little bit helpful for some people who are like what do i do with this kid oh my god right how do i, you know I mean instead of saying which which yeah. all of us were you know sort of grew up with the oh my god don't be a baby stop being sensitive yeah you know encouraging that because how to help them activity. tap into yeah. it or control it or right use it or, or be open to it be, be open, open to it, it. exactly yeah. exactly so those are some of the things we have coming up so Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So that was just a little update on us. Um, we'll we'll be doing one of these again in the in the future, I'm sure, as we continue to progress and evolve and and say squirrel. Yes. In the meantime, uh, you can find us. You know, as always, at thepsychicwives.com. And on that website, you can find each of our individual pages if you're interested in learning more about us individually or booking a session or something. Uh, our podcast, you can find on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify by searching for The Psychic Wives. And on Facebook, we are at The Psychic Wives. Come visit our page, leave us a comment, let us know if there's anything that you would like us to talk about or just engage on, uh, on us about some past episodes we would we would love uh, love the interaction so until next week everybody stay safe and healthy and we'll see you soon bye, bye.